is a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording, as usual, in Studio A. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. I couldn't be more excited about today's show. <laughs> We're joined today by Liz Saunders, one half of the Avoid Being Hated Podcast. Welcome to Dallas, and welcome to the show. Thanks. Super excited to be back in Dallas, and have the opportunity to come hang out with you guys. I know. How great is that? But there's actually one more person sitting in with us. The real, true oh my gosh. guest. <laughs> That's right. And now, you and I have recorded together. We have. You've been on my show. I've been on yours. Yep. This person is making her debut on our show. That's right. And her debut in podcasting. <laughs> it's my wife, Chelsea. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really great. Yep. Are you nervous to be on a podcast? I don't know if nervous is the word as much of, um, I think it's the unknown territory. It makes me a little, don't know, don't know the words. So in your own mind, what is the unknown territory about this? Um, well, Chris would tell you, um, I forget words often. Mm -hmm. And so being on a podcast, that's just specifically about speaking. But, but I find that adorable and endearing. Yes. So (laughs) I don't see that's the problem at all. So. And since he's the one who will be I editing it, you there we go. Good shape. Yeah, yeah. So, so I can, I can fit you. I can make you sound like an articulate <laughs> genius. Like yeah. No, there's no Score. problem. Not only am I good at podcasting, but I'm, I've become good at post production as well. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. So there's two people notably absent. One is Tony, your co-host. Yes. Another is your husband, Adam. <laughs> yeah. I didn't bring anybody. I was supposed to bring all these yes. people, and nobody <laughs> came now, with me. <laughs> we've now mentioned three people that are supposed to be here that aren't. Don't I'm ta- not very persuasive or something. I don't know. <laughs> don't take that as as, as disappointment. I'm th- I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. So I get it. We're going to focus on you and not the people that aren't here. Fantastic. So so Adam, of course, is my co-host on this week today, which is a bi-monthly feature on the podcast. But but it's a bummer that he couldn't be here. But he had the sniffles and didn't want to travel. <laughs> And so he's not here. Right. I, you, he could have just taken some, you know, he could have taken some Claritin, blown yeah. his nose a couple of times and gotten on the airplane, but he refused. <laughs> so w- what we're going to spend our time today on is kind of a buffet of things we've done previously on the show, along with some topics of discussion uh, that we haven't necessarily covered. And we'll get started right after this short break. You walked up. Serious? A toaster can beat a dragon. Toasters can get really hot. Dragons breathe fire. To see how this and other battles end, find my thing can beat your thing on iTunes and Google Play, and send your thing sightings to at thing beats thing on Twitter. For MTCBYT News, I'm a news person. Spend a week 
Stuck in a dusty library Waiting for some words to jump in me We met by a trick of fate French Navy, my sailor Welcome back to the Gravity of Your Podcast. Let's get started by discussing a challenge we're all faced with, and that is working and managing a big and busy family. I wish Adam could be here. You know, he's got his own interesting perspective on it, and you can explain that here momentarily. But I understand that he broke his leg in a breakdancing competition in downtown <laughs> Miami, and he just couldn't be here. But we wish him, we wish him a speedy recovery. So we'll carry on without him, Liz. How many kids do you have and what are their ages? So I have three kids and they are 11, 9, and 8. Boy, girl, boy in that order. Boy, girl, boy. 11, 9, and 8. Yes. So pretty close in age. They're very close in age. Okay. Three uh, and three years. And, and you guys got married how long ago? A year ago. Almost to the day. November 4th of last year. Okay. And yeah. that was one of the reasons why I wanted Adam to be here on this conversation because right. he stepped into that. He hasn't had children before. Right. And Chelsea, I'll let you explain what our family looks like. We're a a blended family, but I have a 15-year-old, and then Chris and I have a five and three and an almost newborn. Yes. Boy, 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 girl. Girl. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a big deal for us because (laughs) our family is almost entirely boys. (laughs) Not not anymore. Not anymore. We've got a girl coming. Liz, you've got a a job. You travel a lot for that job. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, you're... You've been working on trying to start a home-based business. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, home-based businesses. <laughs> but you've been working at it for a while now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question for both of you is, what's the trick to managing a busy family under those circumstances? Coffee and wine. Yes. At, you at drink the, coffee at the same until time. you can drink at wine. Yeah, no, no, it's split. Half yeah. the day is oh, okay. coffee and half the day is wine. Yes. So you start out with the coffee and then <laughs> later. Yeah. That Absolutely. makes perfect sense. What what's working? What do you what do you feel like is successful with what you're doing, and what's not working? And start with either one of those. It's up to you. Oh, so this is going to make me sound ridiculous, but I'm going to be okay with it. I'm just going to own it. The thing that makes my house work right now is that I have a nanny who comes in three hours a day, picks my kids up from school, brings them home, takes them to after school activities, and so that I can finish my work day. Ah, okay. because I don't know about you, but when I have to go pick up my kids and then. There's homework, and then there's after-school stuff, and then there's... It eats from 2.30 in the afternoon until 7.30 at night, and I just... Yeah. yeah. Then it's gone. So, if Mm -hmm. I have her do that, it takes three hours out of her day, and I pay her for it, and then I maintain those three hours in my day. Right. And And a little bit of sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Monday to Friday. Not not on the weekends. Nope. Well, if I'm traveling, she'll come. Like, she's staying with them tonight because Adam's oh, cause in Adam's Orlando and I'm right. here, too. Yep. Adam's in the hospital recovering from his broken leg. Right. They had right. to ship him to Orlando. Right. With to the fix because, broken because that's where the best orthopedic surgeon is. <laughs> that's where the broken leg person is. That, that's where all the breakdancers <laughs> go when, when they have a terrible accident. Right. Specifically. Right. Yes. Right. So what if, cause you, you found some things, Chelsea, you've tried some things that are working. I have to be creative because uh, my two are only in school two days a week and then summer times they're just kind of a crapshoot. So, um, <laughs> but, then, but before you go on, that's where you've excelled is your creativity and dealing with your obstacles and figuring out how to get the most out of your day. Yeah. So I actually found a, um, a gem, a really nice gem, <laughs> almost like a country club, um, that has an out of, out of area discount. Uh-huh. And three hours of childcare. 
So yeah. I can't tell you the last time I worked out at the gym, but I have gone quite a few times, multiple <laughs> times a week to take advantage of three hours of childcare, sit in their cafe and work on my computer. <laughs> so that, that's a great way of blocking out time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've got internet and all those things. <laughs> yeah. And it's less expensive than a daycare. Cause yep. I could go every day if I wanted to, but yeah, it's kind of unlimited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're still in the, uh, we call it yes. the trenches, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you some days feel like the only word that comes out of your mouth is no. Yes. And you don't get to do anything other than buckle people in and make peanut butter and jelly still. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel make sure you. nobody falls off anything. Or, right. Well, yeah. and, I, and, and I, I think you, you read and then passed on a blog article to me several months back that there's, there's this, there's this polarizing <clears throat> debate you know, limit your kid's screen time to zero mm-hmm. if you're a real parent. Right. If you're or, a real parent. Right. Or, or, or this... Or, <laughs> or this, destroy your children's life. And <laughs> right. Or, or you're the worst parent ever if you right. let them ever in front of a device or All a right. screen. And yeah. then this blog article came out that basically said... I'm, I'm going to stop apologizing for that. And sometimes I need to put my kids yeah. in front of a device or a screen, maybe for my sanity, maybe because I need <laughs> them to <laughs> calm down a little bit, maybe because I just need some time for things. Yep. I need a nap. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I need a nap. I would assume that's something you've employed. Yeah. Time to time also. So when they were younger, especially it's, just different especially if you have to work or you need to any sort of time where you have to utilize <laughs> your brain and not have to manage everybody's screaming screen time is your friend yeah i mean you know now that they're a little bit older we re- limit them during the week and they have more freedom on the weekends and those kinds of things but you know i can tell them go sit in your room and be quiet yeah <laughs> as a punishment and it's not like trying to put a three-year-old somewhere they are they don't right. stay anywhere right mm-hmm. <laughs> so liz what what other things are you doing that are that are working that you feel like it's something you've learned over the years of being a parent um i don't know that i have anything else sports i think keeping them in something you know there's kind of that also polarizing debate like your kids should be able to entertain themselves 24 hours a day and you shouldn't put them in a bunch of activities because they're four and everything else. But like if you've ever had any sort of child that needs to run off some energy, like I absolutely put my kids in sports. Mm, they play sure. piano, they go to lacrosse, they do cheer, they do baseball, they get to pick one. But I got to tell you, like being able to put my middle schooler out on a lacrosse field where he runs all the time and then he actually so he rides his bike to and from school it is almost two miles each way oh wow he gets to my mom's house which was is his home base for school riding he sits down and does like a 15 minute snack he gets back on his bike and rides his bike to lacrosse (laughs) practices for an hour and a half and then rides his bike back to my mom's house so that kind of activity has helped immensely he sleeps better he's not yeah i will say this one thing that i've noticed about my kids and i cannot say this about other people's kids because you know everybody is different and those sorts of things but i have come across periods of time in our life where it has been appropriate for me to take away all of their screens Mm -hmm. yeah we've done that and they are different children well again back to the blog we've (laughs) read an article about that too what happens when you do take that away yep and, and there's huge benefits for that. It was fantastic. Like, I legitimately took it away for, like, four to six weeks at one point. Like oh, wow. everything. Wow. They're different. They don't react the same way watching TV. 
So I would let them watch, you know, legitimate morning cartoons on Mm -hmm. Saturdays. Right. But they didn't have any of their iPad time. And they were much more pleasant. Interesting. Why do you think that is? I have absolutely no idea. I'm sure somebody has like a psychological whatever. And it's not constant. Like it's not like they're little jerks all the time. And then I take away their iPads and And they're angels, you know, detox and then they're fine again. Mm -hmm. Right. Like at that season it was good. And occasionally we'll, you know, we'll do sabbatical or detox or whatever from the iPad time for that reason, just to make sure that they still remember how to go outside and play and they read and you know, those types of things. I'll have to call in Julie Schechter from the station wagon podcast. He's he's a psychologist. Ask her. Yeah. So Julie, if you happen to hear this episode, if you have an explanation for that, please let us know. I would love to know what kind of screen time she gives her kids. Yeah. No kidding. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. And and they actually did an episode on giving up screen time. They did. So she's got some research on it and she's a terrific researcher and probably has something to say about it. Yeah. Well, I've even noticed on a day to day basis when my children start the morning Mm -hmm. in front of the screen or if, you know. So, so talk about that because that's another thing that you do that works, that makes the day go a little bit better. Which part? What you were saying is you no longer let, if you can, you don't let them start the day watching television. We try television. to spend, like I, it's as much a boundary for myself as it is for them mm. to um, <laughs> to limit screen time in the morning. We do almost zero TV time, zero. Uh, um, we've, I mean, I've limited the iPads to maybe once a week. Yeah when it's absolutely necessary and that may change when I have a newborn <laughs> a little bit, but sure. everything changes it's when so you have a necessary newborn sometimes, mm-hmm. but, but I, I had started to notice just their behavior was just, just terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> on days that they started the day yeah. with a screen. So not that funny. So before lunch, we yeah. try to do almost nothing yeah. in mm-hmm. front of the screen, which kind of gets us up and gets us moving and, mm-hmm. And it, it kind of gets all the energy out in the morning, so our afternoons go a little bit, um, I feel like they go a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and let me make an observation, because, and this is something you can elaborate on, it, this is another reference to your creativity, is that you've identified the things, multiple things around town, whether it be the trampoline <laughs> place, or the gym, or different parks when the mm-hmm. weather's nice, or the indoor place down at down at the church down the road. Mm-hmm. You've identified a ton of different places, and so you're able to mix it up. Different yeah. places that go to mm-hmm. places, and there's always other moms there, and so then you also build community. So talk a little bit about how that's really worked for you. I mean, that's as much for my own sanity. Like just getting out of the house, and they're boys; they need they need so much mm-hmm. physical activity. So just finding new places and parks and keeping it. Keeping it enough variety to but, yeah, yeah, but so, but you probably have a list of ten or twelve places that you and you not that you rotate to all of them, but yeah, depending on the situation, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would rotate to Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, we do Chick Fil A. <laughs> oh, we've, yeah. I mean, we've done schoolwork at Chick Fil A, so we do yeah. a half. So for my preschooler, as much as you know, school we're doing with preschool, but um, so he's in school two days a week, and he's we have homeschool work mm-hmm. two days a week, and. We've done schoolwork at these places so that we can sit for 10 minutes and do a little bit of work and then he can run off and go play. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Liz, is there anything else that you've done that you feel like really worked well? Anything else that's part of your formula? I think that's it. Yeah. Before, before we go, what's, what's the lot of things that don't work. (laughs) That's where I was going to go next. Let's just name each of you. Name one thing. We'll start with you, Chelsea. Something that you think is your biggest struggle that she could really and because I'd love to reach. I'd love to hear from our audience. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, any any moms or parents. Uh, you know, once we mention these things, what 
to address these things, what have you done that has worked? So what's maybe the one of the things that's maybe one of your bigger struggles? Bigger struggles? Um, I, I think my biggest struggle is I like having two or three chunks of hours, and I mm-hmm. wish I had the ability to break things up into small sections and be able to be as efficient. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Like, are you talking about time blocking or? <clears throat> yeah, time, probably time blocking. I mean, it foundationally, it's just planning, being a better planner. Being a better planner. Mm. So if anybody out there has got good suggestions on how to, how to, plan, how to plan better. <laughs> and you've got four with kids. Toddlers, there yeah. is no plan with toddlers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a general idea of what's happening that right. day. <laughs> Liz, what about you? Is there one thing that's still kind of a struggle that you'd love to get someone's input on and what works for them? Um, so my biggest struggle is remembering that they don't know everything that we know. And, you know, lashing, not lashing out. That's a terrible (laughs) phrase. (laughs) And beating them. I mean, I I just said the truth when I wanted to veil it a little bit. Shake it up until my word choice is terrible. (laughs) Hashtag too much honesty. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, maybe correcting them harshly. (laughs) Somebody called it barking the other day. I was like, I'm totally stealing that. Um, You know, yelling at them for something that they didn't know. So we kind of assume that everybody knows, like in some houses, don't put your feet on the table or whatever the case is. And so it's like, what are you doing? Don't put your feet on the table. It's like, Oh, nobody's ever actually said that to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, that's probably my biggest struggle is I'll, I just assume they know. They just don't Like, know. don't do that. So then yeah. I yell at them and I'm like, ah, oh, darn it. But it's always a good opportunity then to go back and ask them to forgive me and say I'm sorry and yeah. mm-hmm. let them know that mommy makes mistakes too and be like, you know what? Shouldn't have reacted that way. I'm glad you, know, I'm glad you said that because that's one thing that I heard probably maybe in, in a message at church mm-hmm. was, was apologize to your kids a yeah. lot. And, and I think as adults, especially for, from an older generation, that's out of the question. You wouldn't even think of right. I, I'm the adult. Mm-hmm. I have to be right. <laughs> and and I, and because you think maybe you're giving up authority to right. them or, or losing authority to them or whatever. And I, I've learned that there's a lot of really profound benefits to mm-hmm. apologizing to your kids. I find mm-hmm. it to be super humbling. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what responses you get from your kids, but I... <laughs> I've got no, I've gotten yeah. incredibly positive responses. Yeah. yeah, I I apologized to my 11 year old the other day. I was like, you know what? I said I reacted very poorly, and I think I overreacted. I said, so I'd like to ask you to forgive me. And he goes, Mom, it's okay. He goes, I didn't think you overreacted at all. I thought it was a good parenting moment for you. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Holy smokes! I was like. Huh. All right. Well, well I, I maintain that I have reacted, but thank you for the positive attitude about my parenting <laughs> skills. <Wow. laughs> so great. Okay. So the very last thing is what's, what's one thing that you would say, Hey, parent, mother or father, give yourself a break. Let yourself off the hook regarding this thing. Maybe something someone's being too hard on themselves for. Mm. I think seasonally, just wherever you're at with your oldest, Remember that they're the first one and even though you want them to walk at 10 months and you want them to talk at, you know, 18 months and you want them to be all these things that like they're going to get there. They're not going to sleep with you their whole lives. They're not going to suck their thumbs when I go to college. They're going to get out of diapers at some point. Like just relax. Yeah. Yeah. It will all work out. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, is there anything anything you would tell parents don't be so hard on yourself for assessing such. I mean, mine would be probably really similar. Just 
things aren't going to go as planned. (laughs) I'm, uh, and just kind of, I don't know, just give, give yourself some, not, not learn to relax. I feel like that's belittling a little bit. Just don't have such high expectations for yourself and your children. I think it's Mm -hmm. really similar, but for yourself, like you're going to have days where your house is a mess. You're going to have days that you feed your child Cheerios and cheese sticks and, and Cheetos. Yeah. And Cheetos. And, um, and I think have plan like have goals, but don't, don't have such high expectations for yourself. Yeah. As a parent. I, I'm a pretty low key person, so <laughs> I have very low expectations for myself. I think what I would add to that is probably something similar, and that's just your margin for error is <clears throat> bigger than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to be a perfect parent. And the other thing I would mm-hmm. add is no matter what particular thing that you're struggling with regarding your parenting, there's no way you're alone. Right. Probably almost every other parent, unless it's something really unique and bizarre, is struggling with the exact same thing. Yeah. So hopefully there's, hopefully there's, there's some encouragement. There's probably a podcast about it. Right. And, 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 yeah. No, there's, there's definitely a podcast about it. There's no question about that. Coming up after the break, we're going to dive into one of my favorite things we've ever done on the show. Brad, for this. wonder what would happen if you had a robot select three random elements and then gave those elements to pretend entrepreneurs and then those pretend entrepreneurs use those things to inspire amazing pitches hi i'm derek host of the wild pitch and i'll tell you what would happen you get an absurdist shark tank style show called the wild pitch new episodes every wednesday on apple podcast stitcher podbean wherever podcasts are found Welcome back. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. This is a special episode because we're joined in in studio today by Liz Saunders of Avoid Being ca- uh, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't live. Listen, hashtag don't be hated. Say it right. <laughs> I've never heard your show, so I can't remember the name. No. Welcome back. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. This is a special episode because we're joined in studio today by Liz Saunders of the Avoid Being Hated Podcast, um, and. My wife, Chelsea, is also with us. Okay, so absent is uh, Liz's co-host, Tony, and her husband, Adam. Uh, Adam is not allowed to leave the state of Florida because of his recent felony conviction, so (laughs) we're really sorry. We're really sorry that that happened. Okay, so it's time now for one of my favorite things we've done on the show, hypotheticals. (laughs) Nice. Do you know what this is? (laughs) Do you know what this is? Do you really? (laughs) Fantastic. Okay. We listen to your show. (laughs) (laughs) I promise I'll eventually listen to your show. How many many episodes do you have? 57. Forget it. I'll I'll never catch up, so I'm not even going to start. It's like Game of Thrones. If you haven't started watching yet, forget it. You may as well not. Don't don't bother. Okay, so for those that don't know, this is where, you, where you're faced with an absurd hypothetical scenario and you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. So if you've, heard, if you've heard the show, which it sounds like you have, we're going to do some of those very same hypotheticals, but you're going to have a chance to weigh in. Oh, good. If there's some I've heard, then maybe I will already have thought it through. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, it's so, like cheating. So we're going to start with this one. This was on our first episode of hypotheticals. It's called No Hygiene. I have yes. heard this one. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So, so the scenario is 
and there's always caveats and conditions. So assuming that there's no personal, personal, um, there's no, there's no health effects, long-term health effects or anything like that. How many days in a row would you go without any personal hygiene whatsoever? None whatsoever for a thousand dollars a day. And keeping this in mind, you cannot change your lifestyle or your normal habit or whatever. So if you've got a job, you've got to have to go to that job. You have to do the exact same things, but you can't engage in any personal hygiene, but you get paid $1,000 a day. So the question is, how many days in a row would you go? Oh, you, don't, you don't have to lead out with your answer. <laughs> you can kind of talk amongst yourselves, talk it out, and then, and then you can decide. Okay, so can we revisit that episode a little bit? Yes. Because... I was really surprised that you had a room full of men who were like a little on the shy side about how long they would go. No kidding. I mean, they were like, um, 10 days. I don't like, right. I was super surprised. I was like three years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will do three years. As, like, as a group, I, yeah. as a group, it seemed like the consensus when we were done was 10 days. I know they were super conservative. 10 days. And one of the reasons was, and I think Ivan said this, is that he can't go more than a day or two without brushing his teeth. He's like, he, he goes, can I brush my teeth? I was like, no, that's, no, that's personal hygiene. He goes, he goes, Two days. I was like, <laughs> two days. <laughs> I, like, I'm sitting there listening to that yeah. episode thinking, oh man, I think I could go like a really long time because, so I used to work at a summer camp, right? Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, so you went all summer. Yeah. I mean, I've done that like <laughs> seven, eight weeks, you know? I mean, Swim. Jump I mean, in the pond with shaving yeah. cream and eggs right. and whatever else right. they threw at you. There was legitimately one of our counselors who went a summer without deodorant. And did not brush his teeth. And he said... An entire summer? An entire summer. Which I felt like if he could do it, then I could do it, you know? Right. But what he said about your teeth was, if you went long enough, like it kind of went away. Like you didn't have that morning breath sensation. Are you serious? That's what he said. The fuzzy teeth. Mm -hmm. See, I can't stand my teeth wearing sweaters, but I feel like if I'm getting (laughs) $1,000 a day, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm totally... Eat an apple. So right. I'm at a thousand days, which I realize is like over th- around so the three year mark. And I, say your because day. that's my million dollar mark. Okay, I would do it for a million. A thousand, so three well, years. Yeah, I could do it. Uh, okay. Also, because I'd start a blog and I'd blog it, and then I'd monetize the blog, and so I'd be making the million dollars from not doing but, but it. But remember, then, you have to keep your normal job. Bam. Yeah, I can. I'm okay. in social media and internet marketing, and, and, and we're and we're gonna assume <laughs> we're gonna assume. Because obviously some people would say, well, fine, I would just get fired and then I can go live in my house. No. No, no, we're going to assume no, no. you don't get fired. Do you, I still work from home. Sorry. <laughs> right. so, so don't say it, but Chelsea, do you have a number of days in mind? Don't say it out loud yet. Um, do you think you have a number of days? Or do we need to talk it out a little further? I don't know if I need more information on that one, but I don't know how long I would really go. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you. So let's just kind of talk out some of the implications and some of the things that tr- would transpire over a certain period of time if yeah. you don't. So what what kind of things do you have in mind? What are things are you considering? You mean like not doing or? No, I'm just wait. saying, because obviously things happen with your body over a period of days and oh, it doesn't I just take very long. I'm going to dread my hair out. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I chew gum on a pretty regular basis. Okay. So... You know, I'm just really tired of that taste. I figure I'll throw in a piece of gum. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh-huh. So let's oh, just kind of talk about... spray. Anybody? Yeah. I mean, I'm an essential oil user, so yeah. I'll just douse on the oils on a daily basis. It happens anyway. It yeah. makes me smell better. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to cover yourself up in essential oils. You can yeah. drink pineapple juice. 
I don't know. I think that will do good things for you. <laughs> so one thing that came up on the show when we, we talked about originally were, were fingernails and toenails. Um, oh. I don't clip those anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds really weird. It's a little easier for, for women. Yeah. But I mean, after months. I guess that's I a mean, personal I mean, you said, thing. You said, yeah. yeah, you said three years. Yeah. You've got some pretty long fingernails and toenails. Yeah, but you're assuming that I clip my fingernails. Like, so mine are this length. Mine never grow any longer than this. Like, so you're a very unhealthy person. Then I'm not an unhealthy person. So what's something going wrong with your body if your fingernails aren't? I'm just telling you. <laughs> no. I'm not judging you. Listen, listen. They get this long, and then I travel, and I open a box, and I rip them break. off. Like they just uh. break. And so, like, if you were to look at this hand right now, you would be like, oh, my God, what is going on with your hands? But I'm traveling, so, like, my fingers are super dry. Does it look like you've been buried alive and you've been trying to scratch yourself? Yes, it looks like I've, like, you know, gnawed my (laughs) nails. I swear I don't bite my nails and I don't, like... But when I travel, when I have to, like, open boxes or, like, it just never fails. I really... I have now noticed that this left hand looks semi-nice and almost the same length, and tomorrow five of them, of the five, will have chipped off somehow. All right. Yeah, that that doesn't stress me. Out. That's like the that's like the human version of an animal out in the forest. <laughs> they're just using their nails. Yeah. Like, I don't have to cut these because. But you realize that, right? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever you're doing in your lifestyle is like an animal out in the woods. I open boxes. I don't know what to tell you. Like pelican boxes or like cardboard hey, boxes. Hey. Again, not judging. It sounds like it's really working for you. So yeah, I haven't cut my fingernails so, in forever. So Chelsea, what about you? As you're thinking through the implications of not doing it, do you have a number in mind? What's your number? Wait, I, mean, I hadn't even thought about nails. Like <laughs> I haven't <laughs> thought of it. Well, um, and here's I another. Mean, I might go. I read once that after 30 days, your body kind of ne- neutralizes, and mm-hmm. so the deodorant isn't a necessi- a necessity. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you stop smelling as much, and you kind of, you know. So okay. I feel like aroma isn't the thing. But. So, so this came up towards the end of the episode, where I I proposed the question: Do you keep? S- does your stink get worse and worse and worse, or does it plateau? Does your stink plateau? I feel like it's got a plateau. It has it to, plateau. right? No. Yeah. That I actually that actually ended the, the episode because I suggested <laughs> to Ivan that maybe I've got a, a good natural musk, and then he <laughs> shut he shut down the show. He wanted no more of it. But but, but I, I think it plateaus. It has to. I, yeah. I mean, look. This sounds weird, but we've all sat next to like the homeless guy on the train, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like I don't remember smelling. Yeah, like he. There's been you know somebody who smells bad, but I don't ever remember being like, "Wow." I mean, it was worse than that guy or whatever. Like right, I feel like right. it has to plateau at okay, some point. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Maybe there's a worse before the plateau, like it goes yeah. bad and then it and it comes back down. Comes back, yeah. You know? But regardless, it does. There's not an, an, an infinite line where you stink more and more over time. I don't think that's feasible. Okay. Death. So, so now for, I think for guys, this is a little more acceptable and a little more manageable. But when it comes to hair, you ladies have to handle that differently than men do. Are we not brushing our hair? I is don't that know. part of it? I think it would be easier for women. Heck yeah. Because I think we can get away with longer. We can bun it up. No, no, We're no. Boys. I'm not talking about hair on your head. Oh, that uh, hair. All of the other hair. Or <laughs> it just so grows unruly oh. and just out of control. You haven't seen my legs lately. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Listen, that would not bother me a bit, but Adam might cough the million dollars to make sure I can shave my legs again. Well, I mean, that, that, and so, that, so that's the one thing I want to touch on before we move on is that what about the people around you? How would it affect the people that you interact with? No. Who cares about them? <laughs> Just remind them a million dollars, honey. No. See, that's one of the conditions of all hypotheticals is you can't explain oh. to the people around you what you're doing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I you can't. I don't so, but, that. Yeah, I am with you, though, like with the hair on my head. Like, you just throw it in a braid. Yeah, put it up in a bun. Oh, I don't think the hair on your head's a problem. Yeah. Right? I think for that, it's more of a problem for guys, right? Because we have to have generally shorter, more kept hair. Girls have a lot of options for what to do with longer hair. The man bun. That's in style right now, though. Not my style. (laughs) I will not be embracing the man bun. Adam's style. His hair is longer than mine. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pigtails. Adam loves pigtails. He does. Sometimes <laughs> he's a, he's he lets me, going. you know, French braid his hair. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. Hashtag things we can talk about because Adam's not here. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you have never French braided my hair. <laughs> as far as people know. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you said a year. You said a thousand days. Oh, I said three years. Yeah. That's I mean, I'm like sorry. Three years. Three, three years. Basically, sorry. the idea was a million dollars. A million dollars okay. is my money goal. Did before we move on, I just want to hear a number from you if you, I mean, if you I have one. I might go 60 days. Six, $60,000. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A couple of months. Could All we right. do it? Wait. So I, I think it would be really fun to do like once a year and like you start and as far into it, you know, so you can yes. make your annual income in like the first 60 days and then not work the rest of the yeah. year. Down mm. for that. No, yeah. it's a one-time deal. Um, and do you have deal. to, do you have to say the day before you start? Or can you just go as long as possible? You just go as long as possible, and okay. then you finally wave the wave the white flag. I mean, I might get into it and really enjoy it. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> so much more free time. <laughs> All right. No makeup. Yeah, I was gonna say it's makeup. A, a well, hygiene the, thing. I think the thing about makeup would be you couldn't take it off. Uh, yeah. So you can't like wash your face to take the makeup off. Oh. So putting it on might be like rough. That's true. Well, I'm glad we did this because the first time we did it with three guys, yes. now we've done it with women. So we've gotten the, both the male and the female perspective for for the ladies in our audience. I don't know if there's any ladies in our audience, <laughs> but in case there is, now, now we've come with your perspective. Okay, as a, this this may go longer, but just as a palate cleanser, I threw this one out as a quick hit on the show. Would you rather be three feet tall or 400 pounds? Three feet tall. Yeah, three feet tall. Wow, you guys answered quick. Tell us why, why three feet tall instead of 400 pounds. Um, I think that just life in general accommodates a shorter person. Three foot a, tall people. Do you know how tall? I mean, <laughs> you know, three feet tall is about this tall. I mean, our our Noah Noah's exactly three feet tall. Actually, is he really? Is yeah. he thirty six inches? Tall? <laughs> he is. He's thirty six inches. By the way, he's got a he's got a whole theory on the man on the moon, which we may get into later. Oh, he he explained that to us today in the car. <laughs> I just feel like that's easier to accommodate. I'll say that. Not that the world accommodates a three-foot-tall person, but... Well, you know, the, the everything in maybe. the world is kind of designed for an average height person, if you think about it, kind of that five, six-foot range. So if you're three feet, the world's not really designed for yeah, you. Yeah, but she's married to you, so you just hand her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, right. we're not handcuffed to each other all day, every day. There are ladders. <laughs> okay, so so you answered pretty quickly, too. Why, why three feet for you? Uh, I fly a lot. I feel like uh, of course. it would be easier to fly at three feet tall than 400 well and in some cases Mm -hmm. they make you buy an extra ticket if you're over a certain size isn't that still the case yeah and some of the i mean honestly i sit in the bulkhead and the um the armrests don't lift oh and so i mean like 
you don't i just think there are more options at three feet tall than 400 pounds in my life mm-hmm. okay fair enough energy you probably have more energy as a three foot tall person than a yeah that's probably true yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last one we talked about, I think this was on the second episode of Hypotheticals. It was called Animal Body. Animal Body. <laughs> I really I like know. this one. This is the, I think this is the funnest one we've done. I remember what my answer was. So hold no, on. I won't don't, say yeah, don't give your answer yeah. yet. I, I think one of my favorites was was um, food chain where we discussed which animal we could we could wrestle to the death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so good. That was a good one. But um, but but we're gonna go with animal body in this conversation. And the premise was again, you had to live your exact same lifestyle and routine, but and you could talk and you like you were you, except you were in an animal body. And by the end, we'd made this stipulation, which I'm gonna go ahead and do on the front end. Couldn't be a primate. That's that's too human like. No, okay. So so you have to pick a non primate. But if you had to, if you were yourself, but had to pick an animal body, what animal would you choose? Can it be a fictional animal? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm like not, a centaur. I'm not letting you. No. <laughs> you know what? If it's a centaur, I might allow that. But if it's got part, if it's part human, then you can't use that. Oh, that's what a centaur is. Well then, no. no centaur. <laughs> Isn't a centaur like half horse and half man? Yeah, or you can't. Do, no, mm. mm-hmm. that's too much man. <laughs> for you <laughs> <laughs> that was joke of the episode so far she's leading in the clubhouse folks very good um, so you have to go out a normal day you you lead your you are you and you lead your exact same life except you're in an animal body but how do we lead a, <laughs> I can't talk <laughs> how do we lead a normal life if we can, like have hooves <laughs> or something you have to choose wisely that's how you do it like, like, just as a reminder, Ivan chose koala, but he chose it because he thought they were adorable and he'd get a lot of attention from women, which I thought, fine. He's 74 years old. He can make that decision. Yes. That people would demand koala time and he'd get lots of hugs and snuggles. Hey, if you have to be an animal. Yeah. I, we have to, so we have to do our normal day. Yes, you are you. You have all your normal obligations, but you're in an animal body. <laughs> so I have to tweet on behalf of people and <laughs> <laughs> respond to email as like a lion. Okay. But you have a voice. You can talk. Mm-hmm. If I choose a lion, can I also roar? Sure. Like, do you get. Yeah, we talked about both? that. You talked about that. You get all of that animal's characteristics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go with like a kangaroo. So I can kick people <laughs> in traffic. <laughs> so I can kick people. In traffic. In traffic. Huh. That doesn't appeal to you even <laughs> the slightest. No, like you said kangaroo. My first thought was, I can't wait to hear her tell why. And then it was it, because you, I, cause they have very powerful legs. They have very yeah. powerful legs. I could drive faster. But they've got the little... They've got the little... Yeah, it's little like a T-Rex little, issue little with T-Rex your arms, arms right? Yeah. So... That's okay. Then nobody would ask me to grab anything for him. Like the like <laughs> like the Geico commercial about the right. tip. Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm a kangaroo. I got kangaroo. I got T-Rex arms. Yeah, making the bed would be tough. That would be tough. It would be tough. Yeah. Adam will have to. Chelsea, do that. are you narrowing it down to anything? I mean, I'm trying to think through our animal books that we've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what am I, What's going to be big enough and scary enough to make my kids do what they are supposed to do still? But. 
a bear like, yeah. <laughs> like i couldn't be a cat or something they could carry around that would be so <laughs> not productive <laughs> that would be the best day ever <laughs> they would love it so you so you have to be at least bigger than your children otherwise right, right? So, yeah or, or meaner. meaner like you could be a bobcat that might not be as big as your children but <laughs> gopher <laughs> or groundhog which one is really Squirrel. mean <laughs> No. Just pester him to death. <laughs> yeah. So are you sticking with kangaroo? I think I'm going to go with kangaroo. Inter- and so yeah. explain a little bit further why kangaroo. Oh, I have very powerful legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can drive fast and get out of things like handing people items. Okay. <laughs> it appeals to my desire to go fast and to be lazy. <laughs> I love that explanation. Uh-huh. So are you, have you settled on something? I might just go with like panda. panda. So then like I'm it. cuddly. I like the koala answer. Yeah. It was, a good, it was a good answer. It was a good answer. Yeah. But I'm still a bear and big enough and mm-hmm. maybe have a little bit of dexterity. That's not a terrible answer. I think I think just just after primates has to be bears, right? Yeah. yeah. Some some kind of bear. And do do panda bears roar? See, I just want someone yeah, to have like something that makes like a lot of noise that, ra- that rattles the walls of your house when necessary. <laughs> yes. yeah. I don't know if they roar. I don't know what yeah, sound a panda what sound makes. What does a panda make? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to ask Siri while we're sitting here. <laughs> like, what does the panda say? Yeah. <laughs> like there's a new song coming on. Don't don't ask the internet that because you're going to get an answer. I know. Maybe there will be an audio file, which would be. There is totally a video on YouTube of what does the panda say? Wow. Yes. Panda wow. calls and sounds. All right. After we're done, I'm going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I, I think I think Adam would have really enjoyed this conversation for sure. <laughs> if he would have been what here. animal would Adam have chosen? Say. That's a good question. What animal did you choose? Oh. I'm usually the moderator in the conversation and I never, so he he answer. Answer. I never answer the <laughs> You're not required. <laughs> no, it's my show. I make the rules. <laughs> I, I, I might have answered, but I don't remember what I said. Yeah. My favorite animal is a hippo. But in this conversation, <laughs> those are far too... Like, they're the greatest and they're the toughest and no one messes with the hippo. But hippos are gigantic and you have some real issues with that. So You'd have to get a new truck. Right, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have somebody drive you. You'd just hang out on the bed of the truck right but 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 i I probably now that we've talked it out probably some type of bear just one that's not terribly big Mm. a medium-sized bear that's probably my answer a polar bear yeah i I would i would like to i would like to hear adam's response to this unfortunately he couldn't be here because he had to meet with his parole officer and uh, he had to find out if he gets to keep the handcuffs because i asked right right and so so because of that meeting he wasn't able to make the trip there was that conflict so okay so after the break we're going to discuss the origin of a very common everyday item. All right, welcome back to the show, listeners. Liz, I I don't remember where this came up where this came up the first time? No, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is this is very but this is very benign. Okay. This is another segment that Adam would have really wanted to be here for, I think. Except he recently under, underwent gender reassignment surgery and was in and was in no shape to travel. And so Adam, Adam I'm really sorry you couldn't be here for this, but what we're going to talk about is the origin of the zipper. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when that where that came up? No. I remember talking about it. So here's the story. So it was formerly known as uh, a clasp locker. It's a, it's a commonly used device for binding the edges of an opening uh, of fabric or other flexible material like on a garment or a bag. Hmm. In 1851, <laughs> uh, Elias Howe received a patent for an automatic continuous clothing closure. Uh, he did not try to seriously market it. Uh, missing recognition he might otherwise have received... Uh, Howe's device was more like an elaborate drawstring than a true slide fastener. Slide fastener. (laughs) We're getting really technical here. 42 years later, in 1893, Whitcomb Judson... Judson, These are such old-fashioned names. I love (laughs) that. No one names their kid kid Whitcomb today. (laughs) But they should. I I wonder if that's the the long version of wit. I've come across wits before. Who invented a pneumatic street railway, marketed a clasp locker... The device served as a more more complicated hook and eye shoe fastener. Judson is sometimes given credit as the inventor of the zipper, but he never made it a practical device. The company, reorganized as the Fastener Manufacturing and Machine Company, (laughs) moved to Hoboken, New Jersey, where all good companies end up, (laughs) in in 1901. And then Gideon uh, Sundback, a Swedish-American electrical engineer, was hired to work for the company in 1906. This is my favorite part of the article, actually. <laughs> Good technical skills and a marriage to the plant manager's daughter, Elvira Aronson, <laughs> led Sunback to the position of head designer. By uh, December 1913, he had designed the modern zipper. It's a really long process for yeah. a pretty simple gadget. I know, because this, the story starts in 1851. Here yeah. we are at 1913. Finally, we get the zipper. What is that, 60, 60 years later? Yeah. yeah. So it says... Uh, two chief uses of the zipper in its early years were for uh, closing boots and tobacco pouches, which is very much a sign of that time. <laughs> like, you need really good covering for your feet and tobacco. It says zippers began being used for clothing in 1925 by Schatz, New York, New York City on leather jackets. That also makes sense for kind of that time, yeah. time period. Mm-hmm. So here's where they became popularized. And this is going to make sense to everybody in this conversation. In the 1930s, a sales campaign began for children's clothing clothing featuring zippers. The campaign praised zippers for promoting self-reliance in young children by making it possible for them to dress themselves. (laughs) (laughs) There's two things that are parents' best friend when it comes to children's clothing. One is the zipper. Two is Velcro. Yes. Right? Which, obviously, we didn't research Velcro. We have, <laughs> but that came much later. We have a general idea what happened there. Mm-hmm. But it says, and I also like this part of the the, uh, the article. It says, the zipper beat the button in, <laughs> in 1937 in the Battle of the Fly after French fashion d- designers raved over zippers in men's trousers. Esquire declared the zipper the newest tailoring idea for men. <laughs> When do you, has there been another like breakthrough in trousers since trousers? <laughs> no, but I do think it's funny that Levi still sells button fly. Like that makes that never yeah. made any sense to me. Who wants to sit there and button up five or six <laughs> buttons on the front? Like the last thing you want to do is spend a lot of time fidgeting down right. there, right? So like the zipper should have just but eliminated that. You never run into that situation where it's like, hey, your buttons are undone on right. your pants. That's like, true. Hey, your zipper's down. Right. That's a oh. great, that's an excellent point. <laughs> but but never, nevertheless, they still lost, they still <laughs> lost the Battle of the Fly. So well, any, anyway, and they grew in popularity from there, and the rest is history. <laughs> so there you go. The zipper. All right. So when we get back from this quick break, uh, we're going to do something that Adam and I have done many times. 
So it doesn't matter that he had to stay home uh, to begin studying for the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Right. (laughs) We'll be right back after this. Hey there, it's Chris from More Gooder Than, where we rate and dissect pop culture one argument at a time. I'm joined by my compadres, Corey Sasso. What it is, home trees. And Donnie the Big D Car. Que mas? For those of you that would be joining us for the first time, Corey, Donnie, and I each take the side of some piece of pop culture and try and sway the world to agree with our opinions on which one is most goodest, with a 100% money-back guarantee to entertain you in the process. So we've done which is goodest out of the Indiana Jones trilogy. We've also covered the twin film phenomenon like Armageddon and Deep Impact. We've also compared and contrasted excellent Bill Paxton performances. So if that's something that you guys like to enjoy, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and our website, mgtpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at mgtpodcast. Thanks, and check us out. Welcome back to the show, listeners. I'm actually really bummed that... Adam couldn't join us for this either, but for the third time he was he fired his personal chef and he had to stay home to interview replacements. He's having those chefs audition by uh, making him grilled cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Has he told you that that's actually like if you ask him his hypothetical, you know, what's the one thing that if you just had like limitless money that you would, you know, buy for yourself and his is a personal chef. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would do that. That's a good one. The last thing we're going to do on today's show is we're going to do an abbreviated version of Adam and I show, which is This Week Today. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. So I don't know. You actually haven't been on an episode of This Week Today. I have not. Let's just jump right in, and we're going to talk about what you get to celebrate this week. Oh, hooray. Awesome. So, so here are the celebrations on the celebration calendar for this very week. So if you choose to, or if you chose to, Yesterday was National Pizza with the Works Except Anchovies Day. Oh. oh. That's pretty specific. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Tomorrow is National Pickle Day. Oh. Do you, can you eat them fried or just regular? Yeah, I, I think so. I think Bread and butter I, or dill? I think all it's, all things, it's all things pickles. All pickles. Yeah. So, so You're not but, telling you how to eat the pickle, like no, the pizza. No. Uh, Wednesday <laughs> is National Clean Out Your Fridge Day. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> and. I'm not celebrating that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll celebrate the second one, which is um, American Recycles Day. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bin. We have a bin. Yeah. Occasionally you know things end up there. But I am so glad that you said that because I don't care about recycling either. <laughs> so the weird thing is, is like, I care. Just not enough to walk all my stuff <laughs> every time out to that bin. That's exactly right. And I've right. never taken the time to like develop a different system. Or wash your trash. Yeah, that, no, that's no. not happening in my See, life. See, I'm the worst kind of recycler because there's specific rules on what and how you're <laughs> supposed to put it into the recycle bin. And if it just loosely fits the recycle category, it goes in that bin. And so, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Because then they got to throw they that whole load away. You know what? Me being part of the problem is, is an issue in lots of different areas of my life. I'm the part of a lot of problems. All right. So, oh, I like this one. So, Friday is... National Take a Hike Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, like 
go away? Right. There's so many possibilities. That was my question. I didn't know if that was encouraging people to go outdoors or to be rude to each other. (laughs) (laughs) You have an option. So like so many days, it's up for interpretation. You get to choose. And then on Saturday, you get to wrap up your day of celebration with National Absurdity Day. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. Yeah. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're getting to the end of the show. I'm running out of jokes now, folks. Okay, well, let's move on to This Week in History. So this week in 1799, uh, the first meteor shower was on record. Oh. Yeah. In 1851, Moby Dick was published. In 1954, Ellis Island closes. Mm. Ellis Island processed more than 12 million immigrants. 40% of Americans can trace their roots through Ellis Island. I can. Can you really? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And actually, I would have thought that that number might have been a, a little bigger yeah. than 40%. In 1973, this week, Nixon insists he's not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> that happened this week. Turns out he was, and he was wrong. <laughs> But he insisted that he wasn't. Mm. Uh, this week in 1978... A president that lies? What? What? <laughs> that never happens. No. <laughs> on, on a much sadder note, this week in 1978, there was the uh, mass suicide at Jonestown. Oh, that's terrible. Was but, that the one where they drank the juice? Yeah, see? Yes, yeah. and I, that's what I was going to say. That's also <laughs> where the idiom, drink the Kool-Aid, was born. <laughs> Fast forward quite a few years, and this week in 2001... The first Harry Potter film opens. Two thousand one. Yeah. Holy smokes! Sixteen years ago. Yep. Yeah. Harry, you guys, Harry Potter fans? We actually just let the kids watch like number four through eight. Okay. Oh, I yeah. don't know if it was a mistake or not. Mm. How <laughs> far have we get gotten? A little, just uh, the first one. I think we've gone through two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 2003, the Terminator, Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger, becomes the governor of California. <laughs> And also this week uh, in 2003, Toby Keith has his third straight number one country album with Shock and Y'all. <laughs> I don't know that one. I don't either. I didn't recognize it. But it, but it was number one on the I country know. charts. I feel like I usually knew those. Yeah. All right. All right well, uh, with that, let's take a look at celebrity birthdays. So yesterday, Ryan Gosling celebrated his 37th birthday. Yum. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can I say that alone? Yeah, that was that was out loud. Sorry. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. Oh, well, Adam <laughs> doesn't edit it, so. <laughs> that's that's okay because that's what I say to Adam when he asks me to edit things. Uh, Russell Westbrook, NBA player, star for the Oklahoma Thunder, turns 30. No, that's not right. It says 39. It's actually 29. There's no way Russell Westbrook is 39. <laughs> oh. Rock and roll legend Neil Young turns 72. Tanya Harding turns 47. <laughs> wow. Watch your knees. How did she make it to 47? I don't know. Uh, today, actually, uh, Jimmy Kimmel turns 50. Oh, I love him. Yeah, how about that? that old. I didn't either. I would if you. I would have never guessed 50. I would have guessed 40, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, I think I knew he was older than 40, but 50 feels old to me for Jimmy Kimmel. He's a six-month-old right now. Does he really? Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. He did the whole, yeah. That's okay, because Tony Randall had a newborn at like 80. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, we may cover that on a future episode. Uh, tomorrow is uh, Chip Gaines's birthday. Wow. On the same day, tomorrow, uh, Prince Charles turns 69. <laughs> I'm sure he does. On Friday, uh, Danny DeVito turns 73. That's somewhat hard to believe. That Danny, I mean, like, 73. That he's 73 yeah. or that he made it to 73? <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of three feet tall, by the way. Right. Yeah. See, he's done pretty well. Oh, he's done great because after he, he did Taxi, then he did a bunch of movies, and now he's on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, which is, yeah. Which is really, really funny. Do you guys watch that? No, but I've seen like the previews. And I'm surprised Adam has, doesn't watch that. Uh, it's on my list, and I keep thinking, yeah, we're going to get there, and we don't. Oh, so. it's, it's just 22 minutes of depravity. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the same day, uh, legendary film director Martin Scorsese turns 75. Hmm. On Saturday, Owen Wilson turns 49. I don't think I would have guessed he was 49. No, I would have thought he was younger than that. No. He grew uh, up in Dallas. He sure did. did he, he? Was, he was actually born in Dallas. In, well, in, Chip grew up in Southlake. Grapevine. Grapevine. Mm-hmm. He went to Grapevine High School. Yep, right here in town. <laughs> and our last birthday is uh, Megan Kelly turns 47. She, oh. <laughs> so you said Megan Kelly, and I was trying to think of who that was, and all I could think of was Megan Trainer. I was like, "Stop it, <laughs> no. boy! She, she looks not, good." Yeah. <laughs> no, Megan Tra- Megan Trainer is not even thirty. I she? know she's like twenty-two, <laughs> and she could not host a show on Fox News. Absolutely, There's, I don't no, think I'm Megan sure. Trainer could pull that off. No. Okay, Megan Kelly, got it. Forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for- okay. formerly of Fox News, and now on NBC. So good for her. Yeah. Okay, so we just have a few more minutes. Do you guys want to crank up the amazing fact generator? Heck yeah. Generate some amazing facts. Of course. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> Does anybody say no to that? No. Adam and I certainly don't. We love generating amazing facts. Is there facts. a sound effect that goes with the fact generator? It's not a sound effect. It's an actual machine Sorry, that generates I amazing mean, facts. Does the sound generator make a noise? Listen, Liz, you're, you're a professional podcaster. Help us maintain the mystery for the listener, okay? My bad. Hold Good on. grief. <laughs> Oh, there's the machine in the corner. I, I think if you look in front of you, there's a lot of amazing equipment out here. There one is. of which, one of which generates amazing facts. So if you don't mind, that was the facts generator. <laughs> right. I know it all kind of blends together. It just looks together. like an iPad. No, it's it's not at all. It's not. It's it generates amazing facts. Right, got it. You know what? <clears throat> Even though you've just kind of blown the entire mystery, if you'd like to be the first one to push the. Do, ma- the- do I get to spin a wheel? No, it's not a wheel. <laughs> Sorry, tell me what I'm looking at here. You're terrible at this. <laughs> Failing. Sorry. Okay, this is the first time in the entire show that I really wish Adam was here instead of you, okay? <laughs> Why, so he could mock me too? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he, one, right. he has respect for the, for the fact generator, oh, right. and two, Sorry. he knows how to use it. Yeah, you're going to have to... To spell this out for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, just push the button and let's generate an amazing fact. Got it. Boop. That's not how it goes. <laughs> it doesn't make that sound. But thankful for you, yeah. it, it generated an amazing fact anyway, so here we go. Our first amazing fact, did you know that coyotes outpace roadrunners by 23 miles per hour? What? Yes. My whole childhood's a lie. I know. Right? That was my response. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Fake news. Hashtag <laughs> fake news. Can't be true. Okay. Chelsea, hit the button. Let's generate another fact. <laughs> I, can't I like the it. noise that it makes when she presses the button. <laughs> it makes the same noise. Stop saying that. It's the same noise every time. All right. Oh, this is an amazing fact. During World War II, Lazy Boy manufactured seats for tanks, torpedo boats, gun turrets, and armored cars. All I can see now is a guy driving a tank, like yeah. flipping the chair back with yes. a little lever. Like Exactly. I just want to believe it was this big cushy chair in all those situations. Yes. All right. I'm going to do it this time. All right. Oh. Make any noise when you touch the button. You guys are the worst actors ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, fine. If you're, if you're done, I'm going to read the amazing fact that was just generated. Uh, scientists have found evidence of takeout restaurants in the remains of Pompeii. Really? Oh, you know what? We were there this summer. I think actually we saw something like that and they were talking about it. Were they really? Yeah, there's like a counter. Adam was reading something because he likes to read all the signs. Uh, again, it would be way more helpful if he was here. I know, because I'm just going to tell you what I think I remember him telling me from when he was the one actually reading the sign. Yeah, at, at, when he listens to this, he's just going to be screaming at the radio <laughs> he's over like, this. For the love, I told you what it actually... Yeah, but it was like this whole counter and they it. he was explaining this to me, but they would, yeah, like fast food. Like fast food, takeout. Yeah, yeah how about that? Okay, Liz, generate another one. <laughs> See, now you're laughing. <laughs> it's infectious. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, goldfish can distinguish the music of one composer from another. Goldfish? That's what it says. How? I don't know. What do they do to tell you that they've distinguished? It doesn't give any elaboration. It just <laughs> generates the fact. And you, have, and you have to take it. But I, I will tell you this. <laughs> your fact. Shut up about it. <laughs> Stop questioning me. That's your fact. Like, move along. No, but but actually, if you go back and listen to the Goldfish episode on the Varmints podcast, uh-huh. hosted by Donna and Paul, they, they do an episode on Goldfish, and they're way smarter than I would have ever. Goldfish are actually have a decent level of intelligence, That's believe hilarious. it or not. That's hilarious. I feel bad about all the goldfish I've killed. I know, right? <laughs> no, like, like that's the assumption just in American culture that if, hey, if you want a simple pet for your kids, go buy a goldfish. Right. That is not true. They require, it's really the koi. They're the stupid ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, goldfish actually require way more care and are way more interactive and intelligent than anybody thought. Huh. So listen yeah. to varmints and you'll know and you'll know why. Okay, so uh, Chelsea, I'm going to let you generate the last... Amazing fact. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are enjoying this so much. Oh, th- this, this is actually the best one we've uh, we've had so far. I really, I really like this one. I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'm going to I'm just going to make the attempt. Sutomu Sutomu Yamaguchi Yamaguchi Sutomu Yamaguchi was in Hiroshima for work when the first A bomb hit. You guys are familiar with what what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Made it home to Nagasaki for the second, <laughs> and lived to be ninety-three. <laughs> well, That's one lucky guy. No kidding. Well, first he was really, really unlucky because he was in both places for the for the both bombs. But he survived. But but somehow he survived and lived to be ninety-three. That's amazing. <laughs> That's almost incomprehensible. I don't know how that how that could possibly happen. I thought I don't know. I thought everybody died. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that's it for today's show. Darn it. Is that over already? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that's the response I want from every one of my listeners. So I hope that every listener has that exact response. Thank you, Liz, so much. To my sweet wife, I, I appreciate you coming on today. Of course. And, and for all the ways that you accommodate me with my podcasting habit. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you think? It was fun. It wasn't as um, intimidating as I think the pressure I'd put on it. Of course. Yes. So is no, this it was a lot is of fun. This, is this something you might, might entertain doing again? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Especially when I can drink more and, you know, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, don't say just kidding because almost every podcast I listen to, they, they openly admit that they're drinking yeah, while recording. They're like cracking them while they're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, Liz, why don't you tell us about your show where people can find it? All right. Well, we are Avoid Being Hated, and we uh, cover a multitude of topics. You can find us at avoidbeinghated.com. We're on iTunes and just about every other podcatcher you listen to. 
on Twitter at Avoid Being Hated and Facebook as well. Yeah. All right. So let me just take care of some business before we sign off. Uh, if you enjoyed the show at least as much as a hot dog from 7-Eleven, <laughs> then please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can go right now to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard to sign up. Uh, we're also a member of the Podfix Network. You can go to podfixnetwork.com or at podfix on Twitter to check out the entire lineup of shows. Uh, you can listen to the Gravity Beard Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Gravity Beard, or interact with us on, and other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you in one of those places. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeup by Silent Partner. Check out the show notes for information on all the other music in today's episode uh, and the animal noises. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, it was really, really fun to finally meet you in person. Yeah, this was great. Thanks yeah. for having me in your home. Yes. In your was, studio. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you very rudely made air quotes when you said that, so I, I don't appreciate that. It's a real bummer that Tony couldn't join us. Maybe we'll yeah. be able to figure out another time. time. And, and of course, all of our thoughts and prayers go out to Adam, who is quarantined in a Miami hospital with Ebola. Um, (laughs) We wish him a speedy recovery. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Can it be a fictional animal? (laughs) I don't think so. Like a centaur? I'm not letting you. No. (laughs) If it's part human, then you can't use that. Isn't a centaur like half horse and half man? Yeah, you can't do, no, mm. that's too much man. <laughs> For you. <laughs> <laughs>